Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Reimagining Cyber Podcast once again with Rob and Stan joining you in today's conversation. We're going to be talking about what we're dealing with this time of the year, which is Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all of those threats that come along for the ride, Stan. Hey, Rob, you sound a little different today. Where are you? Uh, you picked up on that, didn't you? So uh, I am in uh, Miami. I had really, I thought, mapped out my itinerary pretty perfectly to have a meeting and then run back to my hotel room and do this recording. And so as I get to the hotel room, housekeeping is there. And I'm like, okay, great, great. Now now, now what? <laughs> so, so I come scrambling down to the lobby area looking for a quiet spot. It is an absolute zoo down there. And so I uh, was told, hey, there, there's no meeting rooms available. But if you go just across the way, there's another lobby that we have that is much more of a quiet scene. I get here. It is quiet with some lovely background music that may come across. A little Frank Sinatra, <laughs> Dean Martin. So it's very, very soothing. Well, it, sound, it doesn't sound bad. Good. Good. We may have some of that throughout the episode. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of those threats that both from a business, I guess, and a consumer aspect, right, Stan? We can we can go over. So so maybe you can kind of kick us off. What are some of the things we should be considering here? Well, even before we get to that, Rob, just let's let's talk about the scale, right? I mean, if you think about it, last year, nine billion dollars was spent on Black Friday alone. Wow. And then close to $11 billion on Cyber Monday. And hmm. be, between that, you know, there were like close to $5 billion on both that Saturday and Sunday. So if you're thinking about it, that's, that's roughly $30 billion spent. And they think there are up to 197 million shoppers here in the U.S. alone. I mean, I know, I don't know about you, but I, I personally <laughs> do all my Christmas shopping during that weekend. I tried to get it all done. Before I, you know, feel like I'm behind the curve, you know? I think it's funny though, you know, each year it seems like it goes earlier and earlier. You get all these different notifications about, hey, Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals already happening like two weeks before we even get to the point, right? But, but you know, there are all these lurking kind of concerns. So maybe we can kind of, I'll start, Stan, on the consumer side, if you don't mind. And, you know, you get all these different, you know, basically it's phishing smishing type of events occurring or attacks in, in a certain way occurring where here comes this great email with a deal, best deal you could ever imagine, right? It's too good to be true. And there's this temptation, go click on that link for that vendor that you may not know. And so, so again, you know, listen, if you don't know them, do a little research before you actually go and click on that link. These sites are getting spun up and people are putting out these different types of emails and the consumer falls for that trap over and over and over again. I think you're absolutely right. The phishing emails are, are, are getting more sophisticated. The one I, I have, you know, I, I know people, you know, are tempted to fall for are those that are um, trying to confirm an order. And you think yes. to yourself, did I order that? Did, did so I do you're that? You're tempted to, <laughs> to click on that link just to say, did I? Is that something I ordered? And yep. so, you know, um, you know, in that mad rush of buying all this stuff, was that something that was in, on that, you know, uh, frenzied list of things? And so you have to be careful. Uh, one of the ones that I, I think you need to be aware of as well is just, you know, you have to be very careful about the websites, um, yeah. verifying that the, the retail website is legit uh, and they're shopping on the on the real site because, you know, cyber criminals will often, often um, you know, put up a mirror site that, you know, looks very similar to what the legitimate company site looks like. 
Um, but you really do need to check the URL and look for signs of authenticity to make sure that it truly is the, the site mm-hmm. before you start putting in your credit card information. You know, another kind of play on that is also where you get these um, these pages, landing pages, basically that it's uh, for a fake browser update. So you're, you're redirected because, hey, listen, your browser's not up to date. It's got this, you know, missing security patch as an example. No, no, it, browsers don't update like that, right? So so listen, you know, like as an example, uh, Google Chrome, take a look in the top right-hand corner. You'll see if there's an update that you require uh, or not, right? So don't don't fall for those types of, you know, kind of misdirections as well. But I do recommend that you go ahead and do your software updates. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, don't be prompted by an email or something that is, is actually causing you to do the update and, and fall for that trick. But go ahead and ensure that you are up to date to ensure that you're you're not falling for any kind of recent vulnerabilities. You know, another thing to, to be aware of, and we all love gift cards, but sometimes these gift cards are um, a Trojan horse, as it were, right? right? And, and not a classic definition of our cybersecurity Trojan horse as much as they're fake. And, you know, these fake cards um, will not work when you try to use them, but you mm-hmm. may be trying to, you may have to, you know, done something to, Give money to somebody to get the card. And it looks like it's too good of a deal. It, it's yeah, it's a it's a two for one deal. It's a three for one deal, right? Give me this, you know, twenty five dollars, and you're going to get fifty dollars or seventy five dollars back in the amount for that gift card. You're right. You're right. Hey, you know, another one talking about updates, uh, which was interesting, kind of on the business side, is uh, I think it was around the middle of October, actually. So Adobe, you know, published a big update and saying, hey, listen, make sure that you update the Adobe Ecom software. Uh, because there are about nine vulnerabilities, security vulnerability patches available within there. So telling, you know, again, the business side to, again, ensure that their side is updated with the right security controls. Because again, it's a busy time of the year, right? This this is where you see all these different organizations relying heavily on major revenue streams coming through, literally going into a freeze, locking things down, you know, back in the beginning of the month of November, all the way through into January. So again, it's a great job from Adobe in this case, actually getting the communication out to their customers, ensuring that they're updating their own um, software platforms that run the Adobe e-commerce solutions on them and being ahead of the curve of what's coming for their their timing of the year. That's most critical. No, you're absolutely right. Hey, you know, another thing just, and this should be obvious nowadays, but it may not. Um, I think everyone should be using, you know, multi-factor authentication, two-factor authentication for their online shopping accounts. Yeah, and it just helps ensure that uh, you're if 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 you happen to be, um, you know, in a, in a using public Wi-Fi or some way exposing, um, you know, your, yourself, you, you're mitigating um, some of the threats by having a stronger authentication approach. And so, it, you know, take advantage of those two-factor authentication opportunities and these online shopping sites. You, you can't say it enough, right? We continuously are talking about the need for multi-factor authentication, but you're absolutely right to ensure that, you know, the vendors that you're typically doing business with, they very likely have multi-factor authentication there as an option to turn on. Go ahead. Make sure you go look for that and turn it on. The the other thing, Stan, I was just thinking, you know, being that I'm traveling right now and, and you look for these like, you know, geez, I got to get access right in the moment, right? Avoiding those public Wi-Fi connection points. There's always a major risk associated with those two. The other thing is, again, just just good hygiene. When you're going through, um, you know, the different store websites, making your purchases, 
make, make sure that it is again secured transactions, right? It's HTTPS. You see the little lock on the top, usually left, right? Prefixed in front of the URL. Uh, and then the other kind of, you know, best practice too is your, your purchasing should actually be done through a credit card and not being used using your debit card you know, for anything in that regard. Hey, um, we've talked about the consumer side. You want to pivot over to the business side? Yeah, I, th- I think the Adobe example is one, right? Uh, that is definitely more on the business side because it's their businesses that they uh, are, 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 you know, leveraging the solutions to create their e-commerce platforms for the consumer to go ahead and transact with. Um, the other thing too is, you know, it, it's back to the consumer as well, but again, more so on the business risk is payment fraud, right? And there's so many different angles on what can happen there. But again, you know, just just submitting what looks like, um, you know, a valid type of form of payment um, and, you know, having the right kind of control mechanisms in place to verify it's, it's, it's not fraudulent that's coming across. Well, I mean, you know, again, s- stolen payment information that's used for purchases and then you end up having to uh, dispute, handle disputed transactions with the ultimate customer, right? right? And so, you know, yes, you did buy it. No, I really didn't. You know, somebody stole my credit card information. Um, You know, one of the ones that, you know, I mentioned from the consumer side, being aware of um, whether or not the the site is authentic, but as an e-commerce business, you also need to be monitoring for any fake websites that, um, you know, could be offering, you know, deep discounts or other offers to lure the uh, uh, unsuspecting consumer um, to those um, those sites. And, and again, um, when the customer enters their credit card information, that's, that's, that's uh, uh, on that fake website, uh, they, it can be stolen by those cyber criminals. So that, that's something that you know, actively monitoring for potential fakes to help shut those down quickly. Yeah, totally. Anything else you can think of, Stan, that comes to mind? Well, I mean, there are some classic ones, right, that, that still are applicable to businesses. I mean, if you think about this as being a, a, a big-time year for these e-commerce sites to actually sell a lot, right? And so the ransomware attacks um, mm-hmm. can be effective in the sense that they know the target is uh, motivated to resolve things quickly, to not miss out on these, you know, four or five days of, of key, um, you know, sales, and so there's that. And then I don't hear about it as much, but uh, distributed denial of service attacks against these sites as another way of, of, of extorting potentially uh, an e-commerce organization who's dependent on these sales in this time of year to, you know, to make changes or to, you know, you know extract money out of them. Um, you know, you can bring down these sites during these key days and disrupt their operations and prevent them from processing orders. So that, that, that could be, again, they need to be aware of that potential threat. That is a good point too, on the, on on the ransomware that you brought up, you know, I wasn't actually thinking of that, but this is like a prime time because they, they, they're very much more likely to unfortunately go ahead and pay the ransom. You know, the other, the other thing, almost going back into the way, you know, phishing emails now are crafted. um, It's, it's how AI is being used to actually make the language that much more clearer and human like, you know, because in the past, right, we could take a look at some emails and just look at the context of the email. And be like, yeah, the, this is incorrect. The verbiage is off. Um, but now with the the utilization of AI to actually craft these messages, uh, it, it is much more realistic. And so, again, that risk becomes that much more evident for these these consumers, really, 
that may be receiving those those emails and think that they're real. The social engineering and phishing, it just gets more and more difficult. You just have to be very aware of the threat. And, and to your point, even when you're aware, you can be fooled. You can, you can. Well, Stan, I think we covered the majority of the bases on both the business and consumer front. What I will ask you is this. Just, just don't go spending too much this year again, Stan, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> well, until next time, my friend, we'll catch you again on the other side. Happy shopping. <laughs> Hello, producer Ben here. And after 15 minutes of Robin Stan dedicating themselves to warning you of the seasonal cyber risks out there, I'd like to point you to another episode where you get a behind-the-curtain view of the world of cyber criminals. It's episode 40 of Reimagining Cyber. It features Ravi Leib from Keeler, an award-winning cyber threat intelligence technology company, and it's called Inside Cybercrime. Five years ago, ten years ago, you were a cyber criminal and you had a a revenue model that relied on you gaining access to, let's say, CEOs' emails in companies, you had to know to do a lot of stuff. You had to find ways to not appear suspicious. In today's cybercrime economy, you don't really need to do anything rather than just buy services from people. Um, You go into an automated shop and that's it. You really outsourced everything that you needed to do before. That was Ravi Leib from episode 40 of Reimagining Cyber called Inside Cybercrime. Thanks for listening. If you're thinking of getting your loved one a present on Black Friday, well, why not really treat them and share an episode of the Reimagining Cyber podcast? It is the gift that keeps on giving and it's free. Goodbye.